Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Quality Tech Talk. Omar here, alongside Cress. Yo, yo. What is going on, guys? So, every now and then, we come out with an episode that's structured. Our previous episode about OnePlus was structured. Then, every now and then, we come out with an episode that's just off-the-cuff conversation. We just rant. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically what we're going to be doing today. Um, so... Plus, plus a little bit of uh, a little bit of greenery at the end, if yeah. you know what I mean. But I ain't, I ain't talking about the puff puff. I'm talking about <laughs> some real life environmental stuff. You know, we are gonna give y'all some good stuff at the end. End it on a good note. <laughs> so basically, this episode is structured into two parts. The first part is a conclusion to us uh, experimenting with the Google ecosystem and our experiences with those products. And the second part of that is we got into a conversation about um, sustainability and green environmental friendliness with our tech and with our lives in general. So we're going to kind of touch on that as well, because that's something that kind of came up in our experience with Google and the end result. And we kind of want to talk about that a little bit as well. Right, right. But if you guys remember, we about, what was it? About, it was a month ago, right? It was about a month ago. Yeah. Yep. Where we both, at the same time, uh, signed up for Google Fi. Impulse uh, for me. Yeah. It was, impulse. it was impulse for me, too, really. Okay, yeah. We really both impulsively signed up for Google Fi, bought Pixels, and started using all this Google stuff. We you know, used YouTube Music. We used um youtube premium we started you know messing around with google photos a lot more i literally had every music subscription known well not every the the main ones known that just to try mm -hmm. to see which one i would enjoy outside of apple music on a daily basis i was using multiple ones so yeah so i mean then we both tried the uh, nest audios yep. i know Chris, you got into the nest cameras yeah did you mess with the thermostat or no yeah, so I, I actually messed with thermostat. Uh, the, the when Nest first started, I got them for free um, when I was living in Chicago uh, under my um, energy uh, provider a couple of times. So yeah, I've actually messed with them a lot. Uh, I haven't messed with the current one though, uh, mainly because where I'm the townhouse I'm living in now, uh, the compatibility just isn't that great. So I I will nibble and dabble into what uh, thermostats would have to offer in the next place cool um so yeah we're just gonna just jump into a, a re revisit a re of a recap of what we experienced and maybe it could give you guys a little bit insight if you're considering any of these services or products um so i want to start with google fi and the reason i want to start with google fi is because it is such an interesting product that i think in a different situation, I would have stayed with, mm -hmm. um, but ultimately I did not, and I'll explain why in a second. So, uh, just kind of rehashing what Google Fi is: it's Google's MVNO phone service, which stands for Mobile Virtual Network Operator. In English, that means that Google leases spectrum from T-Mobile and U.S. Cellular to create its own wireless carrier. Mm -hmm. um, now. Google does have phones that are designed specifically for Fi, but if you could, if you have any phone that works with T-Mobile, it's going to work with Google Fi. In our case, we or have, any unlocked phone, most, yeah. well, most for the most part. Yeah, any unlocked GSM phone is going to work. Um, so, 
for in our cases, we had phones that were designed for five Pixel 4a 5G for me and a Pixel 5 for Chris, which means that these were able to leverage Google's VPN, uh, use their embedded voicemail service. Also, we're able to use eSIM as, as opposed to having to use a physical SIM. So we were able to experience that um, and be really, and we felt it was allowing us to test drive Google Fi to its full capacity. Now, we also, it kind of, it doesn't, I don't think it, we intended it to work this way, but we each set up Google Fi in two different ways. Crest had the unlimited plan. And I had the pay-as-you-use uh, data bucket, um, which was interesting because we both kind of ran into problems with that. Uh, Chris, you had the issue with uh, really reaching the data cap quickly, right? Quickly, yeah. Um, I, you know, so Google Fi, the unlimited plan, um, they give you 22 gigs of unlimited data and then it slows down after that. The, the problem is, is that it's not like other providers where it'll just slow down uh, if there's congestion, literally slows down all the way. Um, and then it's an extra $10 per gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there changed how I use my phone every day because I'm so I was so used to just unlimited data with T-Mobile and it stopped at 40 gigs. Me and Omar found out that they stop at 100 gigs now, mm-hmm. depending on what plan you uh, have. But I was, I was always so used to iCloud this and cloud that and stream this and stream that to when I hit that threshold and knowing that it was going to slow down and knowing that I didn't want to pay any extra money, I went from streaming everything and cloud everything and and to now downloading my music so I don't have to use uh, uh, my data or my slow data that I was given um, when I hit that threshold. So um, for certain people, the unlimited plan at all the way up to 22 gigs would work just in my field of work that I'm currently doing right now, that didn't work for how I want to use my phone. Everybody uses their phone a little bit differently. So, I mean, if you are if you are the type of person, like Omar, he likes to download his music. So if you are the type of person to download your music, if you are on the go a lot, that plan will still work for you. So I'm not I'm not saying that, that's a, that it's a bad setup. Um, I'm just saying if you're a heavy user and that streams all the time, then 22 gigs might not work out for you. Now, you know, uh, as we know, video or streaming video and streaming music uses the most data. Maps didn't really give me an issue, even when I hit that cap, because it doesn't use that much data. And sometimes it downloads the, the offline map, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was my problem. Um, and so now that I'm back on T-Mobile, um, I, I'm be honest with you. I kind of got used to Omar's recommendation of downloading. So, like, I still do kind of download my music mm-hmm. now. Um, I guess just in case, you know, now I look at it as if I run into a, a, a patch of bad service or just uh, just for, you know, um, how can I put it? Uh, I guess a, the best experience, like I said, if I had if I didn't have service or even if I did have service, having it downloaded, just it'll just flow. Right. Um, so I actually right now I am doing the download version for most of my music, um, but I also have a lot more data if I were to hit a threshold. Yeah, and, you know, I had a similar experience because, you know, obviously streaming music uses so much data 
obviously second only to like streaming video. Um, and so when I was using, obviously, you know, I was mostly on Wi-Fi, so that's how I was able to do the tiered thing. But what I would find myself doing is like downloading a certain playlist and only listening to that in the car as opposed to just streaming my entire library uh, from Spotify. Uh, and so that changed the way I had to use it. Now, that's where I would say Fi is awesome if you don't use a lot of data. Like if you use one or two gigs a month, perfect. But, you know, in a normal situation, I'm usually using 10 to 15. And I was like, well, let me cut out music streaming. And when I did that, it, it trimmed it down to about two to three. But that's still $50. And now if I was by myself still, like by myself on my own plan, then, yeah, I would say that's a great bargain even like the unlimited considering the international features you get for 70 dollars. Yeah, so yeah yeah we'll break down the features that you get yeah that that you're awesome with the, with the features it's crazy but for me it was just like being back on my family plan with t-mobile made more sense mm -hmm. there one thing i did like about fi is just the transparency you know it's everything's done through the app their support is super transparent. They're not trying to hook you into other prices and mm -hmm. stuff. And when I switched back to T-Mobile, inevitably, inevitably because it, the price was cheaper, uh, they were like, yeah, no problem. Here's the auto-generated thing. And when I went to T-Mobile and I switched over back, they're like, oh, this is the fastest port in I've mm -hmm. ever seen. Yeah, It was instant. Like yeah. She pumped it into her iPad. And five seconds later, I got an email on my phone, your five service has been canceled. Yeah. Obviously, I had to pay the last month of service. I actually just came on my account today. Mm -hmm. uh, but just the the transparency of it all. And when I asked them if I wanted to switch phones and use a physical SIM, like, yeah, no problem. You could either order one or you could go to Best Buy, get one, and we'll give you a, a credit back for the cost you made. And that mentality, to me, was awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, that was something like, oh, this... These guys, they're you know, very open and forward with it, as opposed to your traditional carrier. You know, we've all hustle. dealt with. They always try to hustle. You know, always no try matter to, what. Yeah, I mean, what you notice with carriers is they don't care if you buy a phone or what kind of phone you buy. It's more so about the services and mm -hmm. getting insurance, getting uh, financing more stuff. I remember when it when it used to matter what kind of phone. Like I remember when I was working at Sprint, you get spiffs and everything. Yeah, spiffs for uh, you know if you sold an iPhone versus if you sold an Android. So. Uh, but yeah, like you said, nowadays it don't even matter. It's the services that count. Yeah, and obviously Fi does support crazy roaming um, with the uh, with uh, their international packages mm -hmm. and everything. And that's if I we were able to travel right now, I think that would mean a lot more. Mm -hmm. But not being able to travel, you know, that you know takes it away from its uh, capability. And I just wish. More carriers acted like they do in on the customer service side. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really think if it was just me on my plan by myself, I would probably think long and hard about doing a single T-Mobile plan, which would be seventy dollars a month, versus doing a five plan, which would fluctuate from as low as twenty to as high as eighty, depending on usage. Yeah, like based on what you said, like I, I personally think just just the the from the activation to deactivation to customer service and being able to contact them through chat, call, email easily with any issue that I might've had. It was, e it was quick. It was easy. It was, um, I had no issue. Um, and so like, I personally feel like care. I mean, now that we're in this, in this more digital world, you know, pr mainly probably because of the pandemic. I mean, we were going to get there anyways, sure. but the pandemic just jump, um, started it. 
I mean, I feel like a lot of the carriers need to go that that route. I mean, we're we're what we're what, what you think we're at the we're at the peak or even like we're at the peak smartphone industry to a degree where they're going to get their money. Somebody's going to sign up for something. Somebody's going to buy something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, not not Sprint anymore, T-Mobile, right. um, or even the manufacturers would sign up and start doing their own uh, MNVO. I had to say it like that, everybody, because it gives me another tongue twister. Um, I think it'd be awesome. Like, Omar told me, like, the 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 best experience he's actually ever had when buying a phone was going to the Apple store. Literally walked in there and said, I want this phone. They get the phone, they bring it out. Peace out. Just think if you can do that at an iPhone, at an Apple store, and they say, hey, did you want to sign up for Apple uh, wireless? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Cool. They plug it in, and then all you do is power the phone on, and it activates. Because that's literally what the Pixel did. Because I used the eSIM and everything. I just powered it on, signed in, and it was ready to go. So, like, the experience, hands down, is, like Omar said, it, it was hard for me to really be like, peace out. But, again, I knew what was better uh, overall when it came to to cost. And You know, you know what's funny? I wonder how our mentality would have been if, because we did it so close together, if we would have just jumped on, like, a joint plan, oh, you and shit. I. You Damn. Know? Because, like, I'm looking at it right now on their website, and it basically would have been $60 a month for each of us. You Damn, know, I didn't think about that. For fully unlimited. Yeah. And I, I think we might have stayed longer if yeah. we were approaching it from yeah. that, that angle. But nonetheless, I mean, if, you, if you're interested in it, basically, uh, like I said, they have the flexible data plans versus the unlimited. Uh, right now, actually, I'm looking at it. If you do two lines unlimited for the first three months, it's $30 a line. For the first three months. That's crazy. Which is pretty awesome, you yeah. know? Obviously, you are limited to 22 gigs of high-speed data before you slow down. But you also, uh, I don't know if you know this, Express, uh, free Google One membership with Fi yep. if you're using yep. Unlimited. So. Yeah, so just to piggyback off of that, like with the the features you get with the plan, you get the, the Google One, mm-hmm. which gives you the, uh, I think you get 100 gigs of cloud storage. Plus, you get uh, the support uh, where, like I said earlier, when you could chat, call, email them uh, straight through their app. And uh, I think I think you get the Fi, uh, you get the VPN. Correct. Uh, and the VPN, me and Omar talked about this. I felt like uh, I was like superior, like <laughs> like I, you know, like I, you know, the, the hackers and nobody couldn't find me. Like, right, right. I would be give you an example. Uh, I sell some things on, on Mercari sometimes. Mercari wouldn't allow me to transfer some money out. Because it said I was in a different country. Mm-hmm. So I had to turn off the VPN so it could recognize where I'm at. So for people that's really like cost, uh, that really wants to be cautious about um, their data and their text and their calls and just the security overall, like that's awesome. I think every carrier should give, a, give you a free VPN. Like that was all, it felt good. Yeah, it's a little touch. A little like touch. That, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So overall, I think we both recommend Fi, but yes. it's just for us right now it just didn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. um so that take that covers the carrier so now we're going to talk about the phone mm-hmm. um so obviously again just reiterating i had the pixel 4a 5g before you jump into the phone yeah omar and i felt like the signal i just want to talk about this uh, was yeah. stronger 
Like I was in the neck of the woods, no man's land of sticks, and I had strong 5G. Omar had problems with T-Mobile's signal prior to this and got no issues with with, Mm -hmm. uh, Google Fi. So either either the software enhanced or the Pixel phones had a better antenna. I I have a weird theory about that. I think T-Mobile's so focused on adding spectrum Mm-hmm. That sometimes like certain areas fall under the cracks. Okay. So I think that's kind of what was happening there. Uh, whereas Fi, I think they don't have that issue where they're they're not really worried about the new spectrum that T-Mobile's adding. They'll just gotcha. get to it when they get to it. Gotcha. But yeah, definitely, I I did experience a little bit better coverage um, with Fi than I did with T-Mobile prior. Now since I went back to T-Mobile, it's been pretty good so far. I okay. will say uh, they might have improved something. So yeah. uh, just full disclosure there. But overall, like I, I we both recommend Fi. like definitely i still i would give it a 10 out of 10 it just didn't work for me um yeah i mean when you have so many you have family plans like you know across your whole families on your account so it's hard to compete there when you're talking about a single line solution versus a multiple line solution unless you're going with like a bulk mvno carrier like mint or something like that right right um so yeah so as far as the phones uh i had the 485g you had the Pixel 5. Yes. Um, I think that we both had issues with these phones. Mm-hmm. But for different reasons. Yeah. So I'll let you start with yours. Because you had I know you had a few things in regards to like Android Auto. So. Yeah, I had some everyday issues that I'm a heavy user that, that the average user probably wouldn't, wouldn't have ran into. Okay. Not everybody has Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Right. So for me, Android Auto... Um, it's a known issue, uh, and I've, that I've found out and they're just trying to fix it. I just don't know when they're going to fix it, where I would be playing a song. And then if I switched to a different app, it would pause. If my phone would lock, it would pause. And I had to talk, to, I had to talk to tech support for multiple days on, on what to do to fix it. They gave me these, you know, different things you could do on the phone, things, settings to turn on and off and delete and things like that. Mm-hmm. But to me, that just took too much time. Whereas... Again, you know, I'm not saying that Apple is superior versus either one. I'm just saying that I plug in my iPhone, Apple CarPlay just works. No issue at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to the job that I do every day, I drive for a living. So I need that to work. I, I, I actually have been spoiled to the fact of looking at a display on the car right. versus my phone. For safety reasons too, like I feel, I, I every now and then, like I'll, I'll just you know look at my phone to make sure I'm going the right route to see if it's connecting because of the app that I use for work, mm-hmm. um, and I do feel like when I look down that I'm missing something ahead. So like for safety reasons and convenience reasons, like I'm spoiled. Like I, I would like our next car to for sure have Apple CarPlay. Sure. Um, and uh, you know I had location issues, you know. So what I do for work, I, you know, I, I, I drive for rideshare. You know, my wife is, you know, a little worried about what's going on out there. You keep hearing stories about, you know, people getting hurt, shot, killed, robbed. So, you know, one day, you know, she said, hey, I can't see you. I can't see you. I can't see you. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at what Apple's got. I mean, what Android got going on for me right now. So I'm about to stop and talk to him about this. I, I, wasted, a, I wasted an hour of work to do this. So, like... I'm not going to keep branching on just the little things that's happening, but like, it just felt like to me that I was just doing too much to get this thing to work for me. Um, and I, and I was upset cause I, I actually have a, a, a passion. I, I have a love for Google cause that's where I started. That's what I loved. 
um, and I still love them. So um, that, those are just my little things. And, and yes, the recap, we are doing a recap. I am now back with Apple. I have my iPhone 12 Pro, not the Max. I just felt that, I felt like the Max was just too big. Right. Not that I have an option or not that I've actually messed with both. Um, what do you, what's going on? What happened with you, man? So, like I said, uh, I had the 4A 5G, which hardware-wise, I thought was a good phone. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, it's a plastic-built phone, but I think they did a good job in building it. I liked having the uh, fingerprint sensor on the back again. Oh, man, hands down. Because you haven't used a bunch of in-screen solutions from, like, Samsung and OnePlus and LG over the past few years. I just really found how much I appreciate the actual physical sensor. It's one thing why I like the Sony Xperia phones, because they have it on the side, yeah. uh, and I think that's a really good solution. But I just, using the software, I used to be like the biggest stock Android or nothing guy, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think having my V60 off to the side while I was using the Pixel made me think about it again, where there's functionality that you're getting from these skins that just stock Android just doesn't have. Yeah. Um, like you have stuff uh, along the lines of uh, say scrollable screenshots, for example, something super simple. Um, the V60 has support for bamboo styluses. Pixel mm -hmm. doesn't have that kind of thing. There's a pro mode in the camera that you could really mess with and get a, you know get real crazy with on LGs. And then there's like little things mm -hmm. where even using Google's apps on another Android phone felt a little more optimized. There's a little jerkiness to the Pixel experience right now. More so than there was in the past. You know, I feel like some of that started with the 4 and 4XL and it's continued onto the 5 and 4A series. Um, and I would just see little jerkiness, frame drops here and there. And, you know, LG, by no stretch of the imagination, is a super smooth software experience. Mm -hmm. But I felt like it was it felt more stable than what Google was doing. Yeah. And even apps like like Spotify and other third-party apps, uh, like even social media apps like Instagram and Facebook, felt like they were running better on my LG than they were on my Pixel. And, you know, you're thinking, well, Pixel's supposed to be this great software experience. Right, right. And that's why, you're, that's why you accept some of the other deficiencies there. I mean, even something similar like double tap to wake, double tap to sleep, uh, you know, things like that. And I was just missing that from my Pixel. And I was just like, well, maybe this isn't as great as I remember it being. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there were things like I love now playing, you mm -hmm. know, and I loved a lot of the stuff that, you know, Google throws in there. But at the same time, I'm just finding more usefulness. And like we were watching the um, the OnePlus keynote with uh, for the OnePlus 9 and, you know, thinking about the software tweaks they've done mm -hmm. to make their phone more useful. And... Yeah, I really don't like the fact that Google got rid of the squeeze for assistant thing. You know, I love that on the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 4. Uh, and they took it away with the 5 and 4A 5G. And I just kind of looked at it. I was like, well, maybe it's not that great anymore. Yeah. You know, maybe stock Android is good, but the skins have maybe caught up a little bit. And that's kind of where I'm at with it when it comes to Android. Where when you use Android, you understand... There is a level, I don't want to call it bugginess. Well, you have um, to have a level of, uh, I would say personally, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I've ran into some older people like, it's like, no, I, 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 the iPhone is harder to use. You know, I, that's mm -hmm. why I got an Android. I'm like, actually, no, we, you, you're just used to it. So I, I would say personally, a level, a level of expert, 
expertise or expertness, if that's a word. Because you got to deal with, you know, the little things that come with Android, which right. I was okay with, you know, because that's just... That's just using of, Android. Yeah, yeah, that's just using Android. And it's not... And that's not a bad thing. That is part of, of, of you know, like I said, you know, when, when you're a geek and you like this stuff, you, you like to tweeter and, and play mm-hmm. with these things and move around and fix. and You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. part of that. Like being able to manipulate launchers yeah. and stuff like that gives you a lot more control than you would have on an iPhone. Right. And there you go. I think that's where skins become handy. And like the thing about it is a lot of people say, well, pixels get more updates or whatever. And that's true. Yeah. But you're also losing enhanced functionality mm-hmm. there, right? And that's kind of what it came down to for me, where it's like, if I'm going to use Android, I want to have more features. Yeah. If I just want to strip down minimal thing, I'll just get an iPhone. Yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of what soured me on it. Of course, the camera was great. Oh, you yeah, know. the camera is awesome. I miss it already. I'm telling you. Yeah, and like obviously it has... You know, all those HDR features, but that's another thing I noticed where it would take longer to load, it would take longer to do the shutter, and it was just ultimately felt like an inferior overall experience than what I have on my V60. Mm-hmm. And again, that's you know, LG is not known as being the smoothest software, mm-hmm. so I'm sure if I was using a S21 or he's using a OnePlus 8T, you know, I would have even felt that even more. Yeah, yeah so I think Google might have to you know, play a little catch up there. I, I also think, I think we talked about this prior to this episode. I think it might have to also do something with the processor, too. Remember yeah, we talked yeah. about that a little bit? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't necessarily, for, for, for the pure Android experience, you don't necessarily need that much power. But I think in today, and what we're doing and what we're downloading, you might. Like, the simplest thing of it was... I was in Google Messages, which is the default messaging app. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing anything crazy. Yeah. And I went to go, like, attach an image. Okay. And because when you go to attach an image, uh-huh. you have a uh, a uh, uh, interface that brings up the, the viewfinder for the camera in case you want to take a picture of what's in front of you. And because of the lag to open up the camera, that made the messaging app laggy. Mm-hmm. I used the same app on my V60. Boom. Not a problem. Okay. Now, some of that is probably the processor, you yeah. know, because B60 is 865 versus 765. Right. But I think part of that is the optimization of the camera app. Okay. And I think that's something Google might need to take a look at uh, in the future. And ultimately, it's like, it just didn't feel like the same Pixel to me. Yeah. You know, like, I love my other ones I had. Like, even the Pixel 4 felt a lot more... You know, robust than this, and I get it. Again, they they went down to the seven hundred series as opposed to eight hundred series, so there's some, some you know to be expected there. But you know, quite frankly, that's the best processor that Google shipped in the phone that they felt was good enough for their experience. Yeah. And to me, I'm looking at it as sense of well, maybe it's not good enough for their experience. Yeah, I um, I kind of yeah, as you were just talking, I I kind of want to say the Nexus the Nexus experience. Was was the one for them? They could mm-hmm. they should have just kept enhancing that. And I mean, I get it. Nexus experience probably just turned into the Pixel experience. Right, I don't know, right. but I'm just saying. Like, I think it was a, a simpler experience when you had a Nexus. Like, I think that 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 led into the first two Pixels was the same thing. Yeah. Pixel one and Pixel two. Yeah, I think Pixel two XL was peak. Yeah. Pixel, right? Yeah. And ever since then, it just feels like they've been trying to compete and compete and compete, and now yeah. it's just become an they experience. Lost, it kind of lost the way. 
Yeah, and I, I kind of hope, you know, the rumors, you know, rumors are rumors. I hope the rumors are true and they come out with like the Pixel Ultra or the Pixel 6 XL and they, you know, they go ham. But then again, they're going to have to play that price game again and then you're gonna, they're going to get that, you know, feedback of it's too much for a Pixel. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a, a catch-22 in a yeah, way, right? Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, so I think overall we liked the Pixel for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. But... Not the, uh, but, the, but like it's just not what it needed to be, I guess. Um, so another thing that we, like I said, kind of in the beginning of the podcast, streaming service wars, mm-hmm. and I really like this became an experiment for me. I actually had kind of fun with it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I used YouTube Music. I used Spotify. Mm-hmm. I used Apple Music. I even used uh, Title, right? Title and Deezer for one day. Oh, you actually did. Yes. Okay. Um, well, not the whole day, but part of the day, obviously, because I'm I'm juggling them all throughout the day. You know, I'm driving, you know, every day, all day, so I get a chance to just play around with stuff. So, um, obviously, I'm back on the iPhone. As we, if you listen to the podcast, you kind of find out, found out that Creston is a is an ecosystem guy. I kind of feel like everything works in its ecosystem. So yes, I have an iPhone, and now I'm back with Apple Music. Um, one reason why I'm back with Apple Music is mainly because of the family. You know, you get, uh, you know, it's fifteen dollars for six people, and I know uh, Spotify has it, and, and and YouTube has it, but mm-hmm. the family's already used to Apple Music. You know, me telling them, I tried to tell them, hey, let's try Spotify. One of my daughters was like, no, I like Apple Music. And then my son was like, hey, dad, can you send me that song? And I'm like, oh, snap, I can't because I'm using this. And then, hey, ask your mom. So it just be, it just became a, a, a whole bunch of just wires tangled. And I was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? Thank God I'm, ha- I'm back on my iPhone. I could just use my ecosystem talk and just stick with my Apple Music. But my many reviews on each, just to, like I said, we are re- recapping. Spotify is dope. Mm-hmm. The curation is dope. Like, hands down. And the reason why I want to bring up curation first, Apple's good on creation. They could be better. And um, the sound on Spotify, it could be just my car. It could be, you know, every everything you listen to, every every product you use to listen to music on has different technology and it sounds different because <clears throat> in our Chevy, Spotify was perfect. But in my Hyundai, Spotify, I had to turn up louder. Mm-hmm. So I think that just had to play with the, just the technologies and what I was listening to. Sure. Um, but I would say if I were to choose a, a uh, based on sound, it would probably be Apple Music or Spotify. Because um, Apple Music does that, you know, that enhanced mm-hmm. version of, uh, you know, uh, bit rate. Right, right. Um, YouTube Music, <sighs> Omar hates it. But um, so bad. So bad. <laughs> I, I I wanted to. I, I really like Omar and I said said it before. We want oh we want Google do to do good in this because Google Play Music to me at that time was so well so good. Um, I don't know. They're missing a lot of just small features, and the curation is isn't that good. It, it's okay if you're just an average average music listener, average user. YouTube music would be perfect for you. Um, especially if you use if you watch a lot of YouTube, right? You know, so that the the if you 
do the premium, you get both. Uh, so it's kind of like a uh, buy one, get two, buy one, get one type of thing. Um, and then title was good. Uh, I think they had a good catalog. It, it's just kind of one of those things where, especially when it comes to like sharing, not a lot of people use title. Mm -hmm. So if I were to share that with somebody, they'd be like, eh, I don't use right, that. Right. Now I got to go here and type it in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I were to rank them, and I'm not ranking them based on what I have, um, it would be Spotify, Apple, Tidal, then YouTube Music. So I didn't really mess with Tidal this time over. I was mostly just doing Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube Music. And it's weird because I think I'm just so used to Spotify, you know, where I'm just used to the habit. way it's laid out. It's a habit. Yeah. yeah. And um, I have all my playlists already on there, all this, you know. But I really did enjoy the um, Apple Music interface. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought they did a really good job with with a simple interface. And one thing I don't like about Spotify is that podcasts are uh, are like front and center. Yeah, and I've learned to like navigate away from them now. So like before, it used to be you'd be on your homepage for all your suggestions, but now I'll just go into the search page, and that's where you have like new releases and stuff like that, where it's all music stuff. So that's kind of what I've used to. But uh, Apple Music was strictly music, which is something I enjoyed. YouTube Music, you mentioned it. Uh, I just think it's half-baked, you yeah. know, and they've been developing it, and they're always updating it. I'll give them credit, but I just think it's not where it needs to be yet. It's not Spotify yet, and it's not Apple Music at all, and uh, it's it, the benefit is you get free YouTube Premium, mm -hmm. and that's the biggest hook, you yeah. know, And because ultimately I want it to be great because that way I'm not paying for two subscriptions, <laughs> you know, because I, I pay for YouTube Premium because I like having ad for YouTube. Uh, ultimately... I just feel like I'm comfortable with Spotify, and I and the social aspect is so huge. So I know so many people that use it. Like mm. I, I told you, I share songs with my sister all the time, and she shares them back to me, and we both use Spotify. So everybody yeah. I know uses Apple Music. Yeah, so it, there's something to be said about that, right? Yeah. You know, well, I think if you well, know a lot of people who use iPhones, they're more than likely going to be using Apple Music. Yeah. You know, so um, there are, but Spotify has a lot of users too, so yeah. it could go either way. Go either way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I really think that um, I enjoyed using, testing them out again. I just I just wish YouTube Music would get better. And it's just like library management is still a mess. Yeah. Curation is spotty. Yeah, 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 you spotty know. for sure. And they've gotten better over the past year, but it's still a little bit more. Yeah, right? they, they need their, yeah. So um, if they were, I got to, right, so if YouTube said, we'll give you. YouTube music for and premium, the whole enchilada for free. Uh -huh. But you gotta stop using Spotify. It's Why? for free. Why I gotta do that to me? Like man? this is free, bro. Here, man. We, we, we're doing we're doing a survey, and we want to see if we can get somebody to use our subscription for a year, free. And we and you know we're Google, so we we kind of know what you do. We right. will know if you sign back up for Spotify. Right. Right. <laughs> Would you let it? Would you let it go, or would you be like, "Nah, it's all good. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for Spotify. No big deal." It's gonna sound really bad. <laughs> I'd still pay for Spotify because <laughs> it's all bad, right. man. All right, all right. <laughs> it's not good. So, that, so look, look at like, look at it like this. How much would that save you? What's the what's the math on what's premium? Spotify premium is ten dollars a month. No, no. Uh, what's premium on uh, YouTube? Uh, YouTube? Thirteen dollars a month. Thirteen dollars a month. Thirteen times twelve is what? Uh, it's one thirty. One 
156. Y'all hear my drums. 156. 156. So you would have saved 156 dollars a year. So 150. Well, plus no Spotify, right? So you save on that. So it's an additional 120 because 10 dollars a month for okay. Spotify. So you're saving about almost 200. Yeah, 200. 276 dollars. Mm-hmm. 276 dollars. Is that is that worth it? No, nope. no, no, not worth me hitting my music app for a year. Yeah. Oh man! All right, yeah, I just had to throw it out there. Yeah, so I mean, if Apple did that, I would probably do it. Okay, because Apple Music's really good. Okay, um, but yeah, I would rank them: Spotify, Apple, YouTube Music would be third. Okay, uh, title. I mean, because you haven't really, you didn't, you didn't do the test trial. Right no, now. I used Title about a year ago and I enjoyed the experience. It felt a lot like Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously if, to really get the full title experience, you got to pay for title hi-fi yeah. $20 a little rich for me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so, but I, I do like how they pay the artists more and like philosophically, I like what title does. I just yeah. think I'm not in a position to want to pay $20 a month for a music service. I wonder what's going to happen with title though. Now that it's been transitioned, uh, Jay-Z is no longer the full, uh, holder. Oh yeah, they sold it off to Twitter. Right, to Square. Oh, Square. Yeah. It was owned by yeah, right, Twitter. Right, right, right. right. So yeah. I wonder. I mean, it's a social network. I mean, it's still, it still could probably do well. I don't see why not. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Yeah, you know, how they're going to leverage that? Because the the hand we're going from an actual artist. Yeah. That knows music, good businessman. To mm-hmm. not saying that he's a bad businessman. I'm just saying. He's a different business. Right. So right. I wonder what... He doesn't have the vested artistic right. integrity there. So we'll see what happens. I mean, this could be a situation where next year title is sold off and it's, Who knows? And yeah. it's gone. <laughs> Which knows? that's the way that's the way tech works, right? right. It's, yep. uh, it's rapidly moving. Yep. So this is probably as good of a time as any to talk about the way that we were listening to this music a lot of the times when we weren't in the car. Perfect transition. Um, which was truly wireless earbuds. Um so, for context... Uh, oh, hold on. So, you you talk... Okay. So, before you get there, though... Sorry, guys. I wanted to talk... I did mention my experiment. Mm-hmm. Or is that part of this? Just want to... Oh, uh, well, this is probably just going to be... Uh, earbud talk. Earbud talk. Yeah. All right. So, before you get to earbud talk... Okay, look. My, I, I've, I've mentioned this experiment. I got to tell you all of my experiment. So, based on 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 the different streamings part of my choosing was sound right mm-hmm. so i had a nest audio and which was sounds really really good I, I get it that's not probably the best thing to test it on but for for the for what it was it was it's a really good speaker i had i listened to one day my kids and my family weren't home i said dang this is the best time to just turn it up place different things since i'm doing this uh this test and see what is what is what what it was about um and so played each uh i used you know random songs on each platform played it on the nest audio literally i was in you could have looked at me like i was in a studio i was like standing in different corners of the room standing in front of it standing on the angle just to turning my head using different you know different angles of my ear just to see which one had the best sound? I even included my wife. I said, hey, can you put your phone down this time? Just like, just <laughs> listen. Like, I just need you to listen. Right. Um, so like, this was like serious for me because like for me to get out of like Apple Music that I've used for so many years, like I wanted to see if I could like really choose something different or better. Right. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Like this was an actual like fun experiment for me. Um, 
And like, if people were to really ask, like, I could be not to toot my own horn. I could be a person of like, if you wanted to know which one to choose, I can break it down for you. You know what I mean? Um, because I, I, I really use this and really experimented with this. So just want to throw that out there before we talk about, you know, air, earbuds and headphones and things like that. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, that was like the thing. We wanted to really deep dive this, you know, and not just reactionary. And the thing that you said is like, oh, maybe in this audio wasn't the best testing device, but it's the device you're using. Yeah. So it's right. the best testing it's device. It's the best test. You're right. Yeah, yeah for you, your you experience. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Right. Yep. And so for me, I use a lot of earbuds to listen. Mm-hmm. So uh, as far as, so I've done, dealt with a lot of uh, truly wireless earbuds. Uh, AirPods Pro is what I have. I've used the LG Tone Free. Uh, Crest has used those as well. I got to get them back to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've used, I used the Google Pixel Buds for a little bit when I had the Pixel as well. So those are the main three that I've been using. I've also used the original AirPods uh, as well. Um, and Crest, which ones were, were you messing with? Uh, so that good, good, it's a good thing you asked me that question. Uh, Again, ecosystem guy. So I'm like, nah, I'm not going to use my AirPods on my Pixel. Mm-hmm. Nah, that just wouldn't be right. Even though Omar does that, you know, he doesn't, he, you know, he, he uses what's best for him, not necessarily what the ecosystem says. So I didn't have any air, any earbuds. And that, that experience for the month or most of the month before Omar loaned me uh, the, the LG Tones, um, was a little, uh, I felt naked in the ear. Like, man, usually when I answer a call, I'm throwing the air, the AirPods mm-hmm. in like, boom, easy, boom, boom, boom. Like it was, a, it's an easy thing for me to know to do that. Um, and I didn't have anything. So I was just like, Hey, Omar was like, Hey, I got, you know, I got these LGs, you know, you could try these out, see how they work for you. Uh, the technology in the LG is pretty cool. Especially the, uh, the, uh, ambient, mm-hmm. uh, sound on there, the right. A and C, right? Uh, yeah, well, it's both. It's okay. ambient sound and a little bit of active noise cancellation. Okay. Yep. Yeah, um, so, like, it's crazy how you can put them in your ear and then, like, hear everything mm. that's going on, like, in a more clear... Yeah. So, I feel like I feel like everybody just needs some hearing aids. Why not? <laughs> everybody can just, you know, hear things a lot better. <laughs> um, but now that I'm back on my iPhone, you know, my AirPods... So, the cool thing about my AirPods that these other two do that I didn't even know is that they automatically sync with your iCloud. Mm-hmm. Same with thing, same thing with the LGs and the buds that I know you're going to get into for, uh, for Google. Mm-hmm. They sync with the, with the, uh, Gmail and yep. things like that, or the phone like deeper than just your, just your standard, uh, Bluetooth. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to be back with my AirPods. Um, I'm waiting on the third gen. I'm not a pro guy because I don't really use them for music or watching movies or anything like that. I just use them for talk. So I don't see the, I personally don't see the value in spending the extra for the pros. Mm -hmm. So hopefully the rumor is true that they're coming out with a third gen AirPods, not necessarily pro, just AirPods because I'm ready for what they have to offer next. Yeah. So I decided to give the, um, Pixel Buds a try. You know, I've had my AirPods Pro for about a year and a half now, I think. You yeah. know, I've had them for a while. So, and I often say they're my favorite tech item that I own. <laughs> because they just, they sound good. They fit great. If in the context of listening to headphones for music, and when you're talking truly wireless earbuds, not like over-the-ear uh, noise-canceling bows or anything like that. They check all the boxes. Battery life, good. Sound quality, good. Fit, good. You know, and wireless charging on deck. So, you know, easier, easier to charge as well. So, 
I've, they're always like the gold standard whenever I try the earbuds. It's While I like my LGs, I always felt like they were good, but they didn't have the same comfort that the AirPods Pro have. So I get the Pixel Buds. I order them, you know, and I got the orange ones, which mm-hmm. I thought the color was nice. It probably is one of the most satisfying opening and closing mechanisms on a case for earbuds that I've ever used, which uh, is kind of weird, but, you know. No, you're right. I, I do think that the in the next enhancement of AirPods, they do need a better uh, um, case yeah. mechanism. I don't even think they should go glossy next. And I get it that that's like uh, their thing. I that you know maybe use some, some material from your iPhones. Go matte. Go something. But yeah, I would love to see it be matte. Ba- basically, based on what I saw from your from you showing me those Pixel Buds, mm-hmm. yeah, no, uh, Apple, you gotta you, you gotta switch up the material on that. And like the fit on these Pixel Buds was great. Uh, so you know they got the in ear piece and like a little hook, but there's still a little bit of a gap there, so it's not completely sealing off your ear and the they have these touch gestures on the bud which are really good as well and you know they just integrate with android 11 really well my issue became uh the there's like weird connectivity issues with these where which you said before too didn't yeah, you? yeah yeah and well, i remember when i was thinking about getting them and i was telling talking to Chris about these he's like it's like who cares man you already know they probably got an update to fix that already you're just overreacting you know that was six months ago <laughs> And for me, I was just like, I don't know, man. It looks like it's still the same thing. So what happens is I had this, I was taking a walk and I had them in. I was listening to music and a couple times while I'm on my short walk, the, the right and left would disconnect from one another. It just kind of threw off the audio. Um, there was times where one just stopped working and they just like, I don't know if it was like bad antennas or something, but they just weren't working the way that I anticipated them to. Like, my AirPods Pro never have that issue, even when I'm using them on Android, an operating system they're not even designed for, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, well, that's something so basic. And it was like a deal breaker because I I use mine to listen to music. So when I'm... So it's not like they're always in my ear, right? So when I'm using them to listen to music and they can't even stay connected properly, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Uh, And it sucks. So I ended up, you know, returning them. But I thought they... And it's just, I was listening to a podcast and they kind of mentioned this, that these headphones suffer from the made by Google curse, which is, (laughs) there's always one little thing, thing. you know, one little deal breaker with anything that Google makes that just, it's such a cool product until you run into that bug. Yeah. And that's, and that's what happened to me. So yeah, I'm back on my AirPods Pro, you know, and again, they're my gold standard. Yeah. You know, if, uh. If you want to make a, a good pair of headphones, I just that's who I compare you to. So yeah. when I'm when I was looking at the Galaxy Buds recently, because everybody's saying those are really good, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, you know how they stack up compared to AirPods Pro, and that's that's my watermark. You know, if mm-hmm. you, if you don't compete well with AirPods Pro, I'm, not, I'm out. <laughs> you know, and that's just basically what it is. I wanna I wanna uh, I think you're missing something here. Uh, when we talked about the phones, what phone are you using right now? Oh, I was ah, going to say that to the end. Oh, so, okay. They were to say that to the conclusion. Yeah, we, can, yeah. we can use that as a mystery ending. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's let's move on to this. Was kind of be more more your thing here. Yeah. Uh, so smart home. So <sighs> obviously for me, I had a Nest Audio, and I still have a Nest Audio, and I love it. And I am not getting rid of that thing. I don't care what phone I use. Okay. So 
But you, you, you've hopped around between different smart home ecosystems. You know, you've dealt with Alexa stuff. You've done the Google stuff. I, I think right now you're back on the HomeKit Apple side. So, yeah. uh, explain your your findings there. Uh, my uh, experience, Alexa worked perfectly fine. If 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 my wife had it her way, we would still have Alexa, and that be that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I only I added some original HomePods last uh, I think during the pandemic actually okay uh, early into early into the pandemic and uh, I loved them they just didn't connect well with my Apple TV so I let them go um, and but just to bring you to, to current um, but before I bring you to current me having my HomePods and, and the rest of the family having their their Alexas it just worked out perfectly fine okay. my wife was like why did you have the children everything was fine. Um, <laughs> But having the Nest Cam, the Nest Audio, and the Nest Minis in the house, I liked it. I think my family didn't like what Apple, I mean, what Google upgraded the the voice features to. So, for instance, and I know you can edit the setting, but the always listening setting, Mm -hmm. um... Prior to now, they didn't have always listening, I guess, where it's at now. Right now, you can change the sensitivity and things like that. But so like my wife would just ask it a a small query and and it'll continue listening and it'll do something else. And she's like, oh, my God, stop. Like, this is just doing too much. So um, the Nest Cam was clear. It gave me the right notifications. It alerted me a little bit better Mm -hmm. uh, versus like right now I have the Logitech Circle View. That's right. made for HomeKit and secure HomeKit uh, video. Um, the, the the difference I would say is Nest gave me be- a better notification okay. uh, to where I would actually be like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Whereas right now, I probably just got to change the setting. But if I just leave it factory, uh, the Logitech notifies me how I wanted it to, but I would have to actually look and see versus, oh, you know what I mean? Like it, I don't know. It's just a different notification. Sure. Um, if I were to have it my way, um, the home I we so what I did was I purchased. I, I'm trying to get my my family just to stick on one thing, mm-hmm. and yes, it's the thing that I like, HomeKit, right? Uh, so I got everybody HomePod Minis. I got the Logitech camera. Uh, we still are using the Google, I mean the Chromecast with Google TV, mainly because I love it. Two. I'm. I don't want to buy an old Apple TV 4K because they've had that what since 2017 or 18, uh, 2018, something like that. So I I personally, I'm just not gonna reinvest in a product that I probably have bought multiple times. I'm gonna wait to see if they come out with something new and better. Um, so yeah, I I, the HomePod Minis are good for what we're doing. I just think the audio could be better. Mm -hmm. Um, Siri works for me. Siri doesn't really work well for my family. Uh, I I think this is my theory. You gave a theory for uh, the connectivity mm-hmm. for T-Mobile and versus Google yeah, Fi. Yeah. This is my theory, and it's probably more than a theory. I think my family they don't use Siri enough to for it to learn to learn. Right? Me, I use Siri every day, all day, for maps, for reminders, for adding to my list, for whatever. Like right. I, I use Siri every day. Um, so Siri works for me 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
the ecosystem that I have right now, I like it. I just wish that the HomePod Mini, I, I let Omar hear what it sounds like. It sounds okay. Sounds good, I would say. Um, I think the HomePod Mini needs an upgrade. Sure. Not necessarily the original HomePod upgrade, but like I hope like their, with their next release that they sit up here and, and come out with like the, like a, a bigger version with, a, you know, better tech. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so with, the, with long story short, uh, I went from Google Home to now HomeKit um, just because we use Apple everything. So why not use that Apple Home app that brings everything in? Um, I even got rid of Philips Hue, uh, which I know people are like, what? They have the biggest ecosystem. Uh, but I actually don't use Philips Hue everything. I use a light bulb in, in, our, in our main room and, and, and one in a bedroom. Um, so uh, I got the Nano Leaf, Nano Leaf Essentials, that actually is the first of its kind. It uses thread technology. What that means is it's using my HomePod Mini as a hub or a router to a degree, um, versus having to you know plug in a a hub to the modem and router, which to most people they would prefer to do that because it's using just that, not multiple different things in the house. So you're adding more things to the ne- to the network. But I only have like 20 or less things on my network and I got a gig speed and my house is not really that big. So like and it's not running. Everything's not running at the same time every day, all day. Right. So for me, that works fine. Long story short, back on Apple, everything, Apple HomeKit, iPhone. That's that. I mean, that's my smart home. Um, and I plan on adding more to my HomeKit. Yeah, it's it's interesting because. You and I go back and forth about you know what to, what to get here, what to get there, and when you talk about the Nano Leaf thing, at first I was like, oh god, here he goes again, yeah. you know. And, uh, and then you sent me like the description, and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty interesting if you're going to go in on HomePod because, like you said, it uses that uh, that technology to directly link with it, yeah. And which is something that I believe Hugh doesn't do because you need still need the bridge, right? still need the bridge, yeah. And uh, so. I, I just find that fascinating, and it's crazy how like something that starts with like a phone choice can manifest into something so much bigger. Like if you use a lot of Google stuff, it's almost like you feel weird using Alexa, mm-hmm. or if you use a lot of Google stuff, it feels weird doing something that's designed for smart things, mm-hmm. you know, or HomeKit yep. or whatever it may be. So uh, that that's interesting. Now I kind of want to wrap it up on our thoughts overall. On the um, on the Google ecosystem, because obviously we've experienced the only thing we really didn't mess with recently was Wear OS and the watches. And I'm uh, so upset with that, bro. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, j- just to, since you, I'm be, I don't mean to cut you off, but that that's a Omar and I was talking about this last night. I said, "Hey, bro, get you an Apple Watch." He was like, "Nah, bro." And wink, wink. That's a little hint to the ending. Uh, so, hey, bro, get you an Apple Watch. He's like, nah, I really don't like the, you know, I use one. Didn't really, it didn't work for me. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I had a companion device, because mm-hmm. since, since I've had every single Apple Watch. Right, right. If I had a companion device, that might have made my, um, me using the Pixel 5 a lot. Uh, I probably would have been more connected to it if you had like a Pixel Watch. If I had a Pixel mm-hmm. Watch, and if I if I invested in the Pixel Buds, I know you had issues with them, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, I had, would like deal with the shortcomings. Yeah, because I had it, it kind of it'll it'll even out for me. Like yeah. when I had before I switched back to Google for uh, you know for a little bit, 
I had everything. I had the iPhone, I had the Apple Watch, I had the Apple HomeKit. Like everything was just bam. I don't have an iPad or a, or a Mac or an iMac yet because my family doesn't really need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids are not old enough yet. So sooner or later, we'll probably jump into that because somebody's going to be like, I need to t- type all these papers and blah, 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 whatever. Uh, but yeah, if they came out with a Pixel watch, just like OnePlus came out with their watch, mm-hmm. I would probably be more tied to it because, like, I'm like, because I might have liked that mm-hmm. a little bit differently or better than my Pixel. Right. Like, I like the Apple Watch. Yeah, they they run the same type of software, and they, you know, the gestures are similar, mm-hmm. but it's still a different device. Right. I, you know, what I'm saying. So, I mean, if I if I would have had a, a, a companion devices, I probably would have stuck in it longer. <sighs> I'm like looking at Google's overall catalog, and like when they're together. They're pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good experience. Yeah. But I look at like each individual one. Like you look at the phone. You know, you could get maybe a better experience from iPhone, Samsung, or a OnePlus. Yeah. You look at the speaker, the Nest Audio. It's good, but it's not as good as a Sonos. Okay. Right? Okay. You know, if you're if you're really if you're positioning the Nest Audio as a music listening device, which they are, yeah. This isn't like I'm talking about the Nest Mini. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Even the Nest Mini, I mean you can make Still an good. argument that the HomePod Mini and the and Mini the Echo might. Dot, you know, they yeah. might be better, you yeah. know, but yeah. you could have but when you're talking Nest Audio, a Sonos blows out of the water. Right? Okay. Yep. And they have uh Google and uh, Alexa. Alexa built in. Right. And okay, so then you look at the earbuds. You know, Pixel Buds. I mean, Samsung Galaxy Buds, by all accounts, are better. AirPods yeah. Pro, by all accounts, are better. Yeah. So whether you're on iOS or on Android, you're covered either way. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you have the watches. You know, watch Wear OS and, um, and uh, Fitbit. Samsung Tizen, Apple Watch, again, are both outclassing it. Yeah. So on each individual level, they're not the best that you can get. Yeah. Whereas with iPhone, you can make the argument that iPhone is the best phone for a lot of people. You can make the argument that the Apple Watch is the best wearable that's available. Yeah. On Samsung, you could argue the benefits of their products yeah. as well. You know, you could argue that they have the best uh, portable Bluetooth speaker. So yeah. it's that's like I just feel like with Google, you have an ecosystem that is good but not great. Yeah. And I think that's the and without any great elements to it. It falls down. It doesn't have the best music streaming service, even even right. you're looking at a software side, right? right? And like I think, like you show me the HomeKit app on your phone, that looks so much more organized yeah. than the Google Home app on Android. Mm-hmm. My wife and, continued to use it. My wife continued to use the HomeKit app yeah. even when I had Google everything. Right, right. So she's so used to it. And again, like her meeting me years ago, uh, you know, she got in tune to my tech. You know what I mean? So she's learned a lot from just me, mm-hmm. you know? So like for her to be stuck on like something like that, like that, that shows like the simplicity right. of it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, um, it's something you kind of have to keep in mind, you know, when you're ecosystem shopping and you're thinking about what's going to work best for you. Mm-hmm. And I just think right now, Google is trying so much stuff. Yeah. And I speak this as somebody who like uses Chrome OS as my primary computer operating system, who owns a Nest Audio and uses a ton of Google services. There is room to improve mm-hmm. with their hardware side a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, and I love my Pixelbook Go. Yeah. In, all while knowing that there is better hardware out even in Chrome OS. Yeah. But you know, 
That's just kind of, it is what it is, right? I, th- I think what it is, is, you know, we've said this on our Google podcast. Mm-hmm. They're here to help. Yeah. They're a helpful services first company. Right. And that doesn't, that doesn't, it, it, it's quality over quantity. I mean, is maybe? that the idea where you want, just focus on software, stop wasting your time with hardware? Maybe. I like, mean, our, our, our prior podcast, you yeah. said that, uh. Um, OnePlus might be that entry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, what if Nest was a platform instead of a hardware line? Oh, right? so you're saying, like, if Nest went back to uh, being just Nest. Right. If it's just Nest and a Samsung, a, uh, a Logitech just leverages that as their OS, so to speak. Right? Yeah. And if you did that... That creates a little bit of a different conversation, and you are just working on optimizing the Nest experience above all else. Right. And you don't worry about making the next hardware thing. Right. And I wonder if that's a bet. like, all right, don't worry about making Pixel Buds. Just make an IoT, an Internet of Things platform that other earbud manufacturers, like a Sennheiser, for example, wants to make their own earbuds again. And you use your platform, so it's the development on their end is a lot easier. They just got to worry about the hardware yeah. and the drivers, and then make sure it works with the software. Yeah, I, I, they they probably need to go back to teaming up. Yeah, yeah, and I mean yeah. we we've talked about this with, when it comes to Android. Maybe yeah. give up on Pixel hardware, but make it Pixel software only, right? And uh, and same to Chrome OS. You know, I mean they do that for the large part. I mean, I feel like made by Google. Chromebook hardware is just kind of there. Yeah. But they do focus more on the OS, which I think is how they need to take it in other aspects. Right. So, we've been <laughs> talking about all this stuff, and it's been well established that I no longer have my Pixel. So, you may be wondering, well, what the hell did you get if you don't have a Pixel anymore? <laughs> the answer, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> is uh, I actually uh, went and got an iPhone uh, last week. Yeah. Um, so, here's the deal. I wanted to, I was going to sell my phone and because I was outside of the return policy and I needed something else, but I didn't want to spend over $400. And I was looking around, like, what kind of phone can I get for $400? It really came down to two, you know, if I wasn't going to have the Pixel. It was going to be the OnePlus Nord N10, which is $300, Mm -hmm. or it was going to be the iPhone SE, which is $400. And um, so I ended up going with the iPhone mainly because it's been a while since I tried one. Mm-hmm. Uh, last iPhone I had was the iPhone 11 when it first got released. So I haven't really got to experience iOS 14. And, and so I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and do this. So I went to T-Mobile and I switched from Google Fi back to, um, back to T-Mobile and I got the iPhone SE. And the reason is... I always talk about Apple and I write about Apple, but I don't really, I haven't used it in a while to be, so I want to make, refresh myself basically. And it's been a good experience. It's been kind of weird um, going to such a small device because I was um, using my V60, which is 6.8 screen, it's 6.8 inch screen. Uh, the uh, Pixel 4a 5G was uh, 6.2 inch screen, still pretty big. Um, and this is down to 4.7. You know, same size as the iPhone 8. And so it's been an adjustment. But I have liked having that compact phone with the fingerprint sensor on the front. That, that's been pretty cool. Um, one thing I will say is 
third-party apps on the iPhone, they just, they're optimized better, man. And it's it's annoying as an Android fan, you know. Because, <laughs> to even say it. To say it, because <laughs> I know why it is. Because there's a million different Android phones that they can only optimize for so many, you yeah. know. And typically those end up being Samsung's, yeah. you know. And I get it. You, it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. With iPhone, like... Them optimizing for an SE, they're also optimizing for 6, 6S, 7, 8, and SE. That's five different iPhones that millions of people own, right? So, I understand where it's easier for, like, an app like Spotify or app like Medium, the app that I write on to make a better Android app. Right. Or, sorry, iOS app, excuse me. And it's, it's funny because I'm just so comfortable with Android. But I'm seeing the advantages of iPhone. And what it's come, made me realize is, like, none of these phones are perfect. Yeah. You know, and um, none of them do everything you need them to do. So, example, on LG, I, there's a feature called Pop-Up Window. Okay? What Pop-Up Window does, it takes an app and makes it into a small square so you can use it over another app. Mm. So when I needed to calculate something real quick on the screen, right. as opposed to doing split screen, I do a pop-up window. I, think I remember that actually when I had LGs back then. Yeah, and so I had yeah. a little pop-up calculator. Uh, I can't do that on an iPhone. Yeah, I can't do picture in picture on YouTube on an iPhone. <laughs> that really bothers me. I use that feature a lot, you know. And so it's little stuff like that. So um, even though you pay for premium, it won't allow you. It'll do background play. Okay. Where the audio will still be going, right? Yeah. But it won't do picture in picture. Dang, okay. Whereas, like, if I, I loaded a video from the Apple website about how to use Apple Pay, okay. and that will work picture in picture, it'll look great. Uh. You know? <laughs> Side note Apple Pay recognized my bank account immediately, whereas Android Pay or uh, Google Pay did not. So that's another thing. That's why I say nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I get all those cool features. On Android, but sometimes though some features work better on iPhone. It kind of goes to that saying, you know, you can admire. Well, for me, I can admire, but I don't have to acquire. Right. <laughs> so, right. like a lot of these other things that these phone manufacturers offer, I guess what I have came to the conclusion of is that I just gotta admire them mm-hmm. and uh, don't have to acquire them and 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 accept what I don't. The word "accept" sounds settling, but you know what I mean. What mm-hmm. Apple is doing for me. Yeah, and, you know, as somebody who uses AirPods Pro, experience on iPhone is better, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what it's designed for, yeah. you know, and uh, conversely, I still think Google Assistant is miles better than Siri. Yeah. yeah. Like earlier today, mm-hmm. I tried to do a Siri <laughs> question and it, it totally misinterpreted what I was asking. <laughs> Did our Google Assistant work just fine? Yeah. So um, that's kind of where, where I'm at. I think that's part of the struggle that I kind of get into, but overall, I have been enjoying the SE and also because my car only supports CarPlay. So to be able to have a smart car interface now with my SE uh, has been really nice. Um, so I think I'm keeping going to do that one of each strategy. You know, obviously we talk about MKBHD doing yeah. that, have one of each. So I think uh, moving forward, I'm going to keep the iPhone, but also have an Android phone in the chamber as well. Which yeah. one has my main SIM? That Who knows? That fluctuates, yeah. you know. But um it has been nice because uh, talking to all my friends who do have iMessage, 
but also I've lost that with friends of mine who use RCS. So for me, it's a 50-50 thing, right? Yeah. Like I know for you, it's more iPhone users than not. Yeah. And for me, it's definitely 50-50. Most of the people I talk to, uh, like it's a, it's a straight split between those who have an iPhone and those who have Android phones with RCS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a good experience so far. Um, Man, your widget game. Yeah, it's yeah. fire, like for real. <laughs> yeah, my home screen setup has been like widget heavy, and because iOS fourteen, the main reason I wanted to try it was because it reminded me so much of Windows Phone with the way you could arrange the widgets with icons and everything. And it's still, you could tell it's early days. Not every app has good widgets. Like I really wish that Spotify or Apple Music would have a now playing widget, mm-hmm. um, so you could control it from the thing, from the tile itself. But um, you know, we'll see. I think that's a limitation of iOS because they want you to use the control center. Yeah. But um, overall, it's been a, a really good experience, and I think the well, you can you can you job. can say that's a widget in itself. The the uh, yeah yeah exactly the the play you know the airdrop. I mean, you can airplay and all that yeah, stuff yeah. from the control center. So you exactly. can say that's a widget in itself. Exactly. And so overall, happy with it. Um, but again, I'm probably going to have one of each. I know Chris went back to the iPhone 12 Pro. Uh, and, you know, he's right back at home. Yeah. Uh, funny thing about when I bought the SE, though, and yeah. is, um, so as you guys know, with the iPhone 12 series, Apple Apple took away chargers in the box. My assumption was if you bought an older iPhone, like a 10R or an 11 uh, or an SE, that they would just, they just kept on shipping them with the brick in the box. This was interesting. So I go to the store. And she's like, uh, she's talking to me, pulls up my account. I'm like, yeah, I want to get a white iPhone SE. And she's just like, okay, cool. I'll be right back. And she finally, she gets a box, she brings a box. I was like, oh, it took me a second to find it because now they're shipping us some without the charger. And I was like, hold on. Apple is shipping SEs without a charger as well. And then she's like, yes, they actually send both, you know, some with and some without. So I want to make sure you had the one with the charger. She's assumed that I did. You know, which, honestly, she probably could have gave me the one without the charger. Um, because I have so many uh, bricks laying around and I'm never going to use the 5-watt brick. But I, can't, but I bet you the reason why she didn't bring that up is because... I mean, the reason why she brought it up mm-hmm. is because it is an SC. People look... They don't look at it as one of the... Higher-end ones. Right, mm-hmm. so they're like, nigga, you going to bring it back? Like, why didn't my phone come with a charger? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think they probably even trained them to bring that up. Like, yeah. hey... This doesn't come with one. Would you like one with? We still have some with. So I think it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. That was interesting when you told me that. So that got us to thinking about the green movement uh-huh. and how it's impacted tech so much in over the past couple of years. Obviously, Apple and Samsung this year have uh, removed the charging brick from um, from their new phones on the flagship side, and apparently on the mid-range side as well, but uh, the idea here is to become uh, carbon neutral and to reduce e-waste. Yeah. And the first step in doing this is removing chargers from the box because every, the, the assumption is everybody already has a charger. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people in the tech community scoffed at this, like, oh, what are you doing this for? I am... I don't know about you. I'm kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I understand. I think there you should have the option. Mm-hmm. Like, like kind of what you deal with. Like, hey, right, you, would right. you like one with or without? Exactly. And if, and if they don't, if they don't, why not? 
I would, you know, be that salesperson. Yeah, you know what? Apple's trying to do this or Google's trying to do this. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to, you know, eliminate. If you already have one at home, I'll get you one without. Right. So that's actually probably should have been the conversation even with the 12. Yeah, she just made the choice, right? <laughs> she didn't bring it up. Because if she had asked me, I probably would have said, oh, yes, give me all about charger. You know, because, again, I have a wireless charger. I have multiple fast charging bricks already. Yeah. So I don't need another 5-watt brick. Yeah. Um, but I think what is being missed in this conversation about what these companies are doing is the other environmental uh, procedures that they've already implemented. Um, Apple using recycled aluminum, for instance. I believe Google does the same thing with the mm -hmm. Pixel 5. Um, and uh, with trade-in programs, also a lot of the trade-in stuff, it doesn't get discarded. Yeah. It actually uh, gets recycled. Yeah, And they recycle what they can. Yeah, so I think that tech companies doing this is incredibly important mm -hmm. because... You know, climate change is a very real thing. Global warming is a very real thing. And, and if you don't believe it, jump on the news. Like, it's for real. Like, you know, our weather alone. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this <laughs> winter used to be winter. Summer used to be summer. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. And it's, it comes from, you know, pollution and what we're doing and all that. And I, and I get it. We got some people that don't care about this. But, right, I mean, right. it's your planet. You should. We're, we're fucking it up. Yeah, being for real, and it's it's one of those things, man. Where I look at it as they're doing a lot, but they need to do more. Mm -hmm. And as far as tech companies go, yeah. And what I mean by that is, why do we still include documentation in the box? That too, example? nobody reads it. Yeah. So you know, we can we can save some paper. I guarantee you, that's probably next. I guarantee you, the boxes are going to get thinner and thinner. My or they're going to come out with a phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> My solution to that is, okay, if that's the case, why not just put a QR code mm -hmm. and link it to warranty information and everything? They probably right don't there. hear this podcast and that's what's next. <laughs> <laughs> we need credit for that. We they, need credit for right, that. right. And I, I get not including headphones in the box because a lot of people already have headphones. And you know? AirPods is the number one headphone. So right, yeah, right. Yeah, Especially on the Apple side. You yeah, know, so how many boom. people are actually using the plug-in yeah. Lightning AirPods? I use them, but you know, I used them too uh, for a couple of podcasts that we, we that we did. Uh, you know, over the, over Zoom. Right. I, I use it. You know, for my therapy. So I mean, yeah, uh, they, they come in handy. But you know, who who don't have those? Right. I, remember, I, I showed you some extras. Maybe you wanted them for a trade-in. Yeah, yeah. I got some extras just laying around brand new. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that people need to be more encouraged to um, recycle their phones because a lot of times people, like, what do you do with phones? Just throw them away and it ends up in the landfill. Especially, I wonder what people batteries. really do. Yeah, that, I mean, there are people who keep them in a drawer just chilling, but then, like, they decompose and it's just... It's not, it's, it, there needs to be more education and more yeah. availability. Because right now, if you want to recycle any tech, not just phones, any tech, really your only option is like going to a recycle center, which not many people know about, yep. or going to like a Best Buy yeah, and uh, donating and having them uh, take care of it for you. So those are great initiatives I think people need to take more advantage of. Yeah, And I look at it even outside of the tech world. Because, like I said, we've we started to develop into more lifestyle conversation. Like, when I bought my, my backpack, yeah. I saw one of the selling points to me was that it was made out of recycled plastic. Yep, yep. And it's something where, yeah, buying a backpack of made out of recycled plastic versus one that's not <laughs> isn't going to save the planet. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it, it can. I mean, yeah, but it, every little bit counts. But every little bit counts, right. There you Ultimately, go. we need to, 
you know, create a conversation uh, around companies. Like yeah. us as individuals doing that is one thing. Yeah. You know, reaching out and, you know, having the recycle bins from your city and recycling all the paper, that, like all the junk mail that gets sent to you and yada, yada, yada. But also it's companies taking steps. So a company like Apple and Google, uh, this I think Samsung has a little bit of that going on too. Amazon, Amazon as well. Yeah. Is is very important to creating a conversation around that, mm-hmm. and them contributing to the health of the planet is going to infinitely be more important than what us individually are going to do, right? Um, but, yeah, I uh, you know just to jump in when I was doing my smart home and my phone change. My family, we try and do as much green as we can. You know, we recycle, you know, we try and buy green products based, you know, because of the chemicals and the kids and the animals in our home. Um, and so I kind of was trying to sell my wife on the home pods. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked, I pulled up a, um, the uh, information on a home pod and, and what it took to uh, make the home pod, what it's made out of and things like that. Um, and I sent it to Omar. And I didn't show my wife, but, uh, you know, she kind of just jumped on, you know, me changing. But the fact that a lot of these products are actually made with mainly recycled materials is crazy. Like you, 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 if you look at a product, you wouldn't even think that you would be like, oh, no, they, you know, they built this from scratch and they made this metal and this nylon and this, all this. Um, so it felt good to me to buy. I didn't even know that the home pot was made that way until I wanted to jump back in. So I kind of like wanted to, you know, uh, sell myself on it again. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, same thing with the things you buy in this house. Like my sponges are uh, green. You know, I buy my tech cleaner. I don't know if I ever showed you is uh, green, odor free and all this extra stuff. Um, the stuff we buy to clean if the, if the animals made a, a mistake is green. Um, and so like, yeah, you know, it kind of, taps into a couple episodes ago we talked about minimalism Mm -hmm. and i think going uh more environmentally conscious in product purchases part of it is part of that because you're you're minimizing the amount of chemicals and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's it's something that there needs to be more awareness put towards that but also again going back bring it back to tech an element an element that is really bad with waste are headphones yeah wired and wireless because when you have a tr- we have wired headphones typically if they're good yeah they're gonna last a long time so you you know you keep them for a while right. um with truly wireless because it's a battery powered it's it has a finite lifespan yeah so what do we do when a lot of people their instinct because it's so small i yeah. just throw it away yeah as opposed so where there needs to be either a, an incentivized program or more education on why you need to recycle anything with the battery yeah, I think uh, Samsung is probably the only one that I can think of. Except those trainers. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't seen anything about AirPods or. What I would wish is AirPods 3 are supposed to be coming out. Yeah. Next gen AirPods Pro. Trade in your AirPods. Trade Air- it in. I don't care. Give me something. Yeah, like recycle it and get 10% off. Like Best something. Buy would do that with printers all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, printers. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that it's something that needs to happen more. Mm-hmm. And it's something that. 
like you're seeing a lot of people get into obviously a free range and organic like meat and stuff like yep, that yep. and then now you have the plant-based uh meat substitute options yep, yep. personally i've used a lot uh like when i make like lasagna for instance yeah. i'll buy like the uh beyond meat yeah that is uh it tastes the fucking same yep it does <laughs> and you know if you're concerned about animal welfare and the way that you know um butcher houses and slaughterhouses work you know that's another thing to kind of consider i, I would just kind of encourage um proper education yeah on on the subject and and i applaud tech companies doing a little bit yeah but they also need to do more yeah like i would love apple to come out and say our new macbook pro with the m1 chip is made from 100 percent recycled aluminum yeah and or say like it could start with something like the Mac Mini. Yeah. You know, something you don't carry around a lot, so you're not worried about it. Right. If the Mac Mini was made out of recycled aluminum. You know, I know Apple watches, if I'm not mistaken, are made from recycled aluminum. A lot of it, yeah. yeah. Um I mean so when you talk about companies, you know, Apple runs their 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 stores and headquarters run on hundred percent green energy. Mm-hmm. Uh same thing with Google. Uh every Google's actually Google was actually the first company to run 100% green. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does Amazon. Uh, so, and I mean, I just named like, you know, top companies, you know, other companies may do the same, but um, things like solar panels, like yes. DTE, for instance, I think it's cool. They got a solar park. Uh, they probably have more than one, but on uh, Greenfield and 96, it's a solar park. Uh, they have just a whole bunch of solar panels everywhere. And so that just shows to me that they're, you know, trying to source out natural energy. And then wind energy. Wind energy, yeah. yeah. Like, man, that to me, coming from a, a techie, I think that's cool. Like, you know it's what, not... What's amazing, have you ever seen those pictures of, like, a big city mm-hmm. from, like, the 80s, yeah. 70s, when everything was fossil fuel-based? Yeah. To now, like, yeah. I think L.A. is a good example, where... Uh, they used to be so smog filled and everything, yeah. but now they have gone into you know cleaner energy, yeah. and it's you look at the the atmosphere is totally different, yeah. you know, and it's something that that I think uh, this next generation cares about a lot, and that they should continue to drive forward. And uh, again, having these companies that are committing to being to using renewable energy and implementing electric uh, vehicles as part of logistics is incredibly important. And I think, if anything, it needs more attention. Yeah, I think it does, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got a new generation coming up yep. that I, to be honest with you, don't even think they know anything about. Like, we have to we tell our girls and our, and our son about, you know, recycling and being green and not not polluting and things like that. But I don't think they really... It's not clicking yet. Yeah, I don't think it, they they just think it's a good thing, it's a good deed. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they understand why and what and why they're doing it. And especially with all the people that deny the existence of a dying planet, right? Um, it's uh, it's something that uh, we need to have more education on. And obviously, you know, we are a, a tech podcast, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's something that you know we we care about. You know, we want to be more conscious of the decisions we make and. You know, any opportunity you have to buy organic and buy clean materials, sustainable materials, uh, is always, you know, uh, even something as simple as like, like the the razors that I buy. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something that, you know, where it's not 
harmful to the environment or when you're buying like bathroom stuff, you know, where it's simpler ingredients and and less chemicals and less bad going into the earth. And, you know, right. we got to opt for that product. And that's, that's, you know, incredibly important for me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, guys, that is going to wrap up our episode here. Kind of a mishmash, but it kind of worked, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or recapping our experiences over the past month with Google products and a little bit about the uh, the environment and, and green tech uh, as a whole. Uh, so thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. Of course, subscribe to Quality Tech Talk on everywhere that you get a podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ozeron319. You can find Cress at... You can find me at uh, on Twitter. I am Cress Ryan. You can find me on the Gram or IG uh, as uh, Cress Ryan. And you can find my written pieces at omarzaran.medium.com and my newsletter with those pieces at ozoneletter.substack.com. All those handles and links are going to be in the description of the podcast, as always. Uh, thank you again, guys, so much for listening. Please send us any feedback or comments that you have about this or any other topic. Uh, but until next time, it's Quality Tech Talk, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you.